Greetings, one and all, wherever you are in the universe. Welcome to the latest episode of An Espresso Shot of Confidence, the podcast that explores confidence from all different angles, challenges taboos and unhelpful narratives, and empowers you to be awesome, loudly and proudly. It's time for you to grab a drink, settle in for our next however long this episode is, and get comfortable. So I'm your host, the master of awesomeness, Ashley Griffiths, and today we'll be talking about freedom and the solo business journey. So in recent years, more and more people have been leaving the hamster wheel of employment and creating their own businesses. Some people have gone even further and taken these businesses on the road. Being a digital nomad, for example, has become a lifestyle for many freelancers. But a new development has been happening with more and more people opting to take their business literally on the road by working out of camper vans and caravans, giving them the freedom to literally work from anywhere. So who better to talk to about this than Katie Sims, the founder of Virtually Anywhere and the Caravan Mom, who helps business owners go from lurkers to leaders with increasing amounts of confidence. It's awesome to have you, Katie. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. So, can you tell us a little bit about about you? Who are you? <laughs> well, I am also awesome. <laughs> so, I'm very glad to be here. I'm your assistant of awesomeness today. <laughs> um, so, I'm 26. Um, I was a young mom. Lots of stereotypes put onto young moms and stuff like that. I come from a working class background. My mum to three kids and we obviously live on the road. So we live 50% of the time in the static caravan, um, which is a new, that's it, we call it the upgraded charters van. Um, charters is my partner, so it's <laughs> partner's surname. So that's where we get that from when I'm married. Um, so yeah, it's the upgraded charters van. So that's where we spend half the time and we spend the other half of the time living in our touring caravan um, traveling around the UK. So we were doing that full time up until last year, um, developed the business sort of on the road, um, have been trying out lots of different things. We homed our kids. So we actually homed based upon, well, no curriculum. <laughs> it's actually what's called unschooling, which is very sort of rarely spoken about because nobody wants to really talk about it because there isn't a set curriculum as such. Um, it's obviously just about following your passions and letting your child sort of lead the way and having that relationship with your child where they tell you what they want to do rather than you forcing them um, to do it. So we homed and we have been desperately, desperately trying to start a business for the past seven years. And believe me we've had loads of ups and downs more downs than we have had ups um but over the last sort of year or two things have really developed we've learned lots and that's where what's brought us to where we are today and what is sort of the backbone to what virtually anywhere is all of the mistakes that we've made over the seven years go into virtually anywhere so people don't have to make the same mistakes as we did <laughs> I hear you with that. That's awesome. I think this is one of the things I notice a lot 
that it takes time to build anything, right? And you you go on social media or something like that, and and you see all these overnight successes. Yeah. Now I I don't believe in overnight successes. Those overnight successes for me are tipping points. Yeah. It's that moment when everything that's gone before has built up to that perfect moment where it just hits. It just makes sense because you've got that experience. You've got those mistakes behind you, those learnings. And, and how would, how has that helped you um, form virtually anywhere now? So like for us, I mean, I do believe in sort of fast growth, not overnight at all. Like I just think that's just, a load of balls basically um and people are saying it to look good but they're saying it to look good because they have a feeling of inferior like they just don't feel like they're good enough in their head so they're sort of self-validating by saying oh look how fast i've i've managed to do this um but i mean even now for me like i i can't say like virtually anywhere is just massive success and it's absolutely brilliant because it's still going to take years for us to build that brand um, and to get it really where we want it to be. And it will take so much personal um, learning from us as well. But uh, I mean, what the problem is, I think people forget about their priorities. Like these people who you are seeing, um, who do tend to be the creators and the, the big influencers, they don't tend to have the same priorities and responsibilities as the average person so I'm talking in terms of um, having rent or a mortgage to pay having children to feed having parents or whoever it is that you're needing to care for it could even be siblings so these people I fully commend them for people who have had that fast growth and it's completely possible but you also need to remember where your stance is. And this is a big thing that we talk about in virtually anywhere is actually saying, well, actually, like business and the financial aspect, they're really high up on my priorities list. I'm putting them before anything else. But if it's not that, then you can't expect overnight success because they have put so much time. So when I talk about priorities, I talk about priorities the definition to me is that it equates to time it doesn't equate to importance because everything is important your business is as important as your kids um and your business is as important as your mental health and your physical health mm-hmm. they're all important but it's about how much time you've got to dedicate to that certain thing so for me obviously we home educate we travel so those things are really high up on my priorities list because I want to put so much time into them, but I also want to develop a business as well. Sure. So it's about understanding those priorities and having a business that's going to reflect that and not just constantly be comparing to people who you don't know what their priorities are because they don't actively say what their priorities are, generally because they have this feeling that priorities means importance and they don't want to say, oh, well, this is more important than this because they just spout these bullshit about waking up at five o'clock and going to the gym and oh that regurgitated bullshit that you're seeing everywhere yeah that isn't reflective of individuals real life and that's why annoys me and that's why in virtually anywhere i'm it's we make it so um important and so known 
that you have to act completely upon yourself, completely upon what your desires are, but also the market as well. Because in business, you can't just focus solely on you. You have to bring in the aspect of the market as well, what the market needs, what the market wants um, and what they're looking for. Because if you just base it all on you and the assumptions that you hold, well, then you might not have anything to sell yeah, because that's true. it's not necessarily saying that people want to buy it, but you definitely need to bring yourself into it and remember exactly what you want to do. So it's like we've literally just spoken about finding that really, really fine line where you're yeah. balancing the two things. Oh, absolutely. It's all about balance, isn't it? I think one of the things I often talk about, certainly on this podcast and with with content, is doing what's important for you, your success metrics. You are in charge of them, nobody else. Yeah. And it's very easy to lose sight of that when you're surrounded by other people telling you what success is. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the fundamental things there, and you touched upon this there, is that's theirs. That's based on their reality, wherever yeah. they are at that moment. And yeah. and one of the things I often talk about is like this insistence on 10 timesing everything, you know, and having this. For some business owners, they just want something small that's literally going to gives them enough to take yeah. care of whatever priorities they've got, gets them out the house and keeps them going. And then they've got X amount left to do with whatever they want. You know, there's, so that's really important. Like just to, to echo what you were saying there about really getting in touch with, yeah. with your values. Yeah. So I think, um, and one of those, like one of the things you talk a lot about, in that in terms of your values in terms of your content is freedom yeah the freedom to choose the freedom to be the freedom to get away from the daily grind to choose how you live your life so how is running your business giving you this type of freedom so when we actually first sort of left in the caravan so that was two years ago now 18 months that we left we literally didn't know what freedom sort of looked like right. like because we were, and like completely happy to it, we were them controlled people. Like we were controlled by stereotypes. We were controlled by everything that people had said in our past. Like our belief system wasn't made up of our own beliefs. It yeah. was made up of beliefs that were given to us. Um, so it was actually finding out about what that freedom like was. Because when we originally left, we both said like, we're just doing this to find somewhere else to live. Like, we just want to go around, pick a few places and go, yeah, bang, we're going to get a house there and we're going to carry on living the same life there. Like, we had no intention of sort of doing exactly what we're doing. And the more you get into it, the more you, you come away from those controlled surroundings, you come away from those projections and you're like, wow, I know who I am now. Like, I'm finally starting to get a grip on who I am and what freedom looks like to me. So my freedom is just it's well uh, about being in the caravan and about traveling and about being able to go to new places and see new things but it's just having that complete control of my schedule as well where I can say well I want to do this with the kids right then and this is another thing about unschooling because if you are following a curriculum then yes you are setting your own schedule but you're not to a point because you're still being controlled by the curriculum, the curriculum yeah. with unschooling you are just 
going with what they want to do today. Like you don't have to go, well, today we're going to be learning your letters and we're going to sit down with the book and we're going to go through all of this. So being able to, and again, is a massive thing when it comes down to priorities and discovering what business model you actually want to do. So for me at first, when we left, I was doing a very active sort of business model. So I was freelancing in virtual assistants and social media. So obviously I was there doing the work every single hour and just getting paid like an hourly rate. But that was not reflective of the freedom that I wanted and needed. Mm -hmm. Then I moved into semi-passive then. And that was a bit when I was just like, yeah, I'm chasing the fucking money. Like all I care about is money. <laughs> like, that's mm. not me. <laughs> that's sure. not me. Oh, so then we had to get past that little boat as well. So it's all a learning curve. But sure. now I sit down and think, well, what do I really want? I want time with the kids. Um, I want time to be in new places. And I don't want to be having to sit there on the laptop doing work. So I need to do a passive business model then because that's what I want. Mm -hmm. It's not about what's going to work, um, like not what order people say to do things in. Like they say like, oh, we should do active first and then maybe move to semi-passive and then have passive. There's no order. It's not like a hierarchy of stuff that you've got to do in. It's about what you want. Like you're yeah. you're running a business because you like you want to get that freedom. However, that freedom looks to you. Like you don't have to go out and live in a caravan. <laughs> so everyone has a complete different version of it. You've got to just figure out exactly what is going to work for you. Stop listening to other people. Stop feeling yeah. that obligation. Yeah. Because your business model has got to be all you. When you get into the services, that's when you've got to start bringing in that market element that we talked about. Um, so what I say is I, I use the middle line premise. And the middle line isn't exactly what it, what it sounds like. It's not 50-50. It's based on 51% going with you, going with your passions, going with your heart, following your heart and your desires. And 49% looking at the market. But you will only yeah. do that when it comes to the service and what yeah. actually is your offer going to be, not your business model, because that's got to be reflective of the lifestyle that you want to have. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally with you. That There's a lot of things that do have to come from within you. And it can be very challenging when you're surrounded by lots of advice. There's lots of shoulds, mm -hmm. lots of have tos, lots of systems lots of process, it can get bloody overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And and I know for lots of business owners, especially the newbies, and, and even for people that have been in this game for a while now, like myself, it can get bloody overwhelming at times. Like, it's like, okay, what, what, what should I do? It's, this isn't working. Should I be doing this? Should I be doing more of that? And you yeah. end up losing yourself. Yes. You end up losing that essence about what it is that makes you unique your business unique and and that is something i'm on a mission to stop people doing and i know that's yeah. something that that's big in your content on your mission with yeah. business so in terms of that for business owners or newbie business owners that are getting stuck in their own way they're stuck in their heads they're surrounded by shoulds they're like, okay, well, I should do this business model. I should market on this platform. I should be doing this. I should be singing and dancing on TikTok. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> I, I, I love TikTok, but I haven't been singing and dancing on there recently. I think it's time. 
but again Definitely. that's a personal choice right it's a personal yeah. choice so what, yeah, yeah, what yeah. advice would you give to, to to business owners out there that right now are thinking fuck what should i do i think when so people who are saying like you should be doing something for me the big reason that they're saying it that way is because they they have taken their imposter syndrome and they've gone well i need to show authority and my authority is going to come out in the word should i'm going to tell people what they should and should not be doing and that's my way of exerting it and again another way of self-validation so for people who are saying this is what you should be doing and this is what you shouldn't be doing then start to dig into what is limiting you and why you don't feel good enough so that's the advice for them but the advice for people who are sat there looking at it and going oh my god like i'm just getting overwhelmed and i still have it now like still massively if i find myself scrolling i have to stop myself and go no what am i doing because that's when it happens the most yeah. is actually going well why why am i why has this sort of triggered me off and a big thing for me and most people don't like this because they see it dwelling on the past look back into your past experiences mm -hmm. and i mean every single past experience that you've had so for example like when i was god how old was i 13 i was 11 or 13 i always get mixed up with the age um i was on the bus with my school friend first time going out on the bus right i'm going shopping so you know it's like a big thing when you're a teenager yeah. i mean i don't know if it is for teenagers now but it was when i was yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. And my friend said something to me along the lines of, isn't it funny that um, you're, we're really into horoscopes, we still are. Um, but she said to me, isn't it funny that you're a cancer and your mum had cancer? And I was like, what? I was like, what's going on? Like, sort of just like laughing along. And then I, I sort of like questioned it a little bit. And she was like, oh, your mum had cancer. And I was like, oh, right, yeah, now I get it. I text my mum straight away, did you have cancer? And she did. She'd had cancer when I was three years old. So okay. nearly 10 years I'd been not told. And bear in mind, I had a very big family. I had siblings, I had stepdads, quite a few, sorry, mum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I had my dad's side of the family and all of my grandparents. Nobody had told me that my mum had had cancer and the reason that they gave was because I was so young and she was better and they didn't feel that they needed to tell me but that in me along with multiple other things from childhood triggered off in me that I was like I'm not good enough for people to say stuff to me then oh my god I'm, I'm really shit like I can't be taken seriously there's obviously a reason that people haven't told me this I'm childish I'm immature I can't take it so I'm feeding myself mm. all this shit over and over and over again. And not to say that my mum and dad weren't supportive um, as I was growing up, because they were, they were both very good parents. But I feel there was a, a big lack of understanding because from this event, I never questioned it. I never said anything. And I kept on going and events were happening to me that were triggered by this belief. Yeah. So when it came to business, I was just going, well, no one's going to take me seriously because like, I can't be taken seriously because look at what's happened. Like, no one's ever taken me seriously. People think that it's all to do with money and it's all to do with your thoughts on business. So 
I was then looking at people who were saying should and going, oh, well, they know, they must know. So I need to take all this advice and I need to do it mm. because I'm not good enough to say should. <laughs> yeah. And, and things like that. So you've really, really got to look back into every experience <laughs> from your past and you have yeah. to get so uncomfortable. This is a line from EastEnders, <laughs> the EastEnders that I watched last night. Freddie in EastEnders said, um, or was it Bobby? It might have been Bobby <laughs> in EastEnders said, you have to get uncomfortable to be comfortable. And it's so yeah. true. You have to Absolutely. really go back to that moment. You have to really feel it. You have to really think about who was there and what have you taken away from it? Because yeah. until you get down to the nitty gritty about why you think certain things, because you're only listening to shoulds because you feel there is something missing you feel like you're not good enough mm. um and it's just a constant as well like it, it doesn't stop because new stuff is coming up all oh, the time always. so always. even even if you were a billionaire like even mark zuckerberg he will have these moments still yeah. he'll probably have like a really expensive mindset coach who's having him every single day yeah, <laughs> But that's the thing you've got to, and that is the starting point and that's the starting point in the course as well you can't move on with anything until you've looked at the mindset it's, it's so important it? absolutely yeah. everything it determines and dictates everything you look at everything you believe everything you see yeah i couldn't agree more I couldn't agree more i think the those echoes from the past they they come through in everything i i've yeah over the years when I've started to develop being on this kind of spiritual and, and personal development growth. Um, and just the other day I, I was working with my coach and we went deep. We did some timeline stuff and, and yeah. And it was like, no wonder there's a block. Yeah. If that's the attitude, if that's the attitude that's coming into this, this, this yeah. overriding sense of, like you said, not being good enough, uh, not feeling good enough, not feeling seen or heard. Mm -hmm. If you're carrying that in and that's how you're perceiving the outside world, that's exactly what's going to happen. You yeah. won't be seen. You won't be heard. If you're saying to yourself when you create a piece of content and you're saying, uh, no one's going to watch it anyway, but you do have the courage to press yeah. send and post no one will watch it and see it anyway and that will yeah. reaffirm what you're yeah. saying because you've sent it out with that negative energy you've not sent it out with belief yes with heart and positivity yeah and and it can all get a bit woo but it's so bloody true yeah you know yeah. this mindset stuff is not woo woo at all yes. it is yeah. real and that's that's a massive thing right so loads of people who i follow on linkedin who i love and you're one of them um but a lot of them all say like oh well i'm not woo woo um or i'm not trying to be too woo woo i'm like stop saying that because yeah. woo woo is making it worse because yeah. you like it's not woo woo it's just life it's just looking into your mind and really figuring things out questioning things that's another massive thing that we as a nation hate doing no one likes questioning stuff I yep. was that person 12 months ago, I wouldn't say boo to a goose. Like, they'd tell me and I'd be like, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Yep. Now, like, if a belief comes in and it's saying, like, oh, shit, can't do this. Like, 
talk about like an email list if i look at the open rate and i'm like oh that's a bit low and then my brain will start going oh it's because you're shit immediately mm-hmm. it's then about going no sitting down right out i'm questioning this yeah absolutely. i'm getting a positive a positive to take away from it but then with the positive what i do and this is something that i talk about in the course take the positive but then don't just go i'm just going to take the positive because again loads of positive regurgitated bullshit is everywhere now people are saying yeah. like such generic stuff like stop giving a shit what people think like yeah that's helpful like to say because it's a nice phrase but can you back it up yeah so you take your positive and then you do your positive and negative again so what is the what's the actual outcome of you thinking that positive and negative thought so it's all about finding that balance because positivity and negative negativity works in the same way 51 49 percent split you can't just negate all the negativity because True, negativity is what gives us challenge it what it what helps us to put the pressure on ourselves yeah. because if we go with too much positivity then we could end up superior um in that sort of messiah complex sort of place and it could just go shit shit up for us and we're coming with these massively high expectations when sometimes like the overnight success it doesn't fucking happen (laughs) so you've got to be prepared it's not saying just talk shit to yourself like just keep talking down to yourself it's just about understanding that there is negativity to every situation as there is positivity and you've got to take both of them go more with the positivity side tip it in favor of that positivity side to to keep that belief um and yeah it's it's hard it's complicated isn't it especially when it comes to like mindset and beliefs and i think this is a big reason people don't want to sort of dig into it they don't want to look into it because not only is it uncomfortable it's timely and it doesn't stop it just keeps on growing sometimes you just feel like the universe is out to just like want to make you scream um which i'm i think it might actually be sometimes Um, it could seem that way for sure yeah but i think when you start digging deeper into stuff it's just unreal what happens massively like, yeah i think that's so true i mean i was having this conversation like with my mother bless her who who has been watching this journey unfold and several family members were like don't you think you need to go on medication actually i said no i want to feel every single thing right now this sucks this sucks real balls yeah but it's giving me so much insight these negative feelings the negative thoughts knowing where they're coming from knowing the intention behind them yeah because again from from a neuro-linguistic programming point of view we often talk about in that field there's a positive intention behind every behavior behind every thought you know your brain is trying to keep you safe it's trying to make sure that you do not die (laughs) yeah. <laughs> now sometimes that manifests in some really fucked up thought patterns but like you said a lot of that is sometimes just a story that you've internalized because of stuff that happened to you when you were eight like yeah. for me in particular i had a traumatic birth and that has had and it's only recently now that i've discovered how much of an impact that has had on my life and 
by actually realizing that by exploring it i've been able to have conversations with yeah. people on a professional and a personal level that i thought i would never have and it's just the gift it truly is a gift and i think like when yeah. you said the 5149 it's kind of left hand communicating with the right hand ultimately yes. like yeah that's all it these is these things are, are gifts gifts that we can choose to do with what we will and i think it's kind of coming back to that the showing up and the messaging and stuff out there and, and freedom and everything personality is is something that's all over your all over your brand you know you and mark have, have put that and you and the kids as well they're there as well <laughs> yeah. you've put that <laughs> you know front and center of your brand of what you guys stand for and you're living it and you know there's a lot of people that i know that certainly on the personality side and the passion side of things truly hold themselves back here. They're thinking again, coming back to the should, how should I show up online? Is it okay to show up this way? Will people think I am unprofessional? Yeah. You know, and I, we see that a lot on LinkedIn and people actually say that in their comments. Oh, well, you know, is this okay? Yeah. yeah. And they will ask for permission. Yeah. Is this okay? Sorry, I know this isn't Facebook, but I really wanted to share this. Yeah. You know, it's just blows my mind. So what would you say to people that are doing that to themselves right now? So I think the big, the big thing for me is if you really want to embrace who you really are, if you really want to let that personality out, what's stopping you? So looking back at them limiting beliefs, then realize and this is the uncomfortable way is where we have to take responsibility because those beliefs yes they could have been projected onto you but you're the one who's chosen to believe them yeah. so you've got to take responsibility for that fact and say shit it is me so that's when it comes into the assuming part where you have to stop making assumptions that things are going to go um, and be a certain way assuming is only natural like we all have it in us because we have that good instinct where we respond to situations that bit's fine so again <laughs> when we talk about this middle line there's another bit to add to it so we go with 51 percent nature and 49 percent nurture okay. and the reason why i believe that we um that we have so many limitations is because that favor goes towards nurture so towards our nurtured beliefs so the ones that are projected onto us all the external circumstance rather than actually going with what's inside of us so you've got to figure out who you are um before you can actually and this is the one thing if i could give myself any tip about linkedin and about business it'd be to develop it after i knew myself so really dig deep into me because I know that I was changing up a lot of things because I didn't know what I really wanted like yeah. it's only when I sat down and figured it all out when I was like why does it seem so much clearer now like everything yeah. has got clarity um and then another thing that I do as well is rephrase certain words certain stereotypes okay to the way that I want to hear them, to the way that I believe they should be. So for example, priorities, if you defined that in the dictionary, the one word that would come up is important. Mm -hmm. So that can then trigger off you going, well, if 
that's important. That means I don't give a flying fuck about anything else. That's not yep. true. So that's why I change it to time. This, so my priority is just where I want to focus the most time at this present moment. And I'm generally doing it for the sake of me and the sake of my family. So it's a little bit like expert people are resistant to calling themselves experts because they think an expert is, so say um, Brian Cox, I don't know because I watched a program about him last night. <laughs> like everyone goes, he's an expert, but he is not done learning and he will be the first to come out and say that. that they are learning consistently. They're always learning yeah. about the universe. They're finding new stuff all the time. They've only just really changed, changed, um, understood more about the Big Bang and that yeah. the Big Bang wasn't necessarily all it seems. An expert isn't someone who who knows fucking everything they're just someone who knows a lot <laughs> and yep. a bit like a business owner and you see my post about this people are resistant to calling themselves a business owner and it's because of the limitation that's inside of them so you've yep. got to rephrase stuff professional rephrase professional make yep. it to sort of what you want big thing with virtually anywhere is about sort of designing your own world like recreating the world that you want to see well, maybe that's not what the world is like, but who gives a shit? It's your world. You're not living for anyone else. Like you're born alone, you die alone. End yeah. of. True that. <laughs> that that's then that. But it's true. It's true, isn't it? it you're is coming true. alone. It you're on. You're true. on your own when you're born, and you, you're on your yeah. own when you die. Literally, because nobody can in, nobody can experience no. that in the way that you do. No. So yes, there may be people around you, but that experience will always yes. be yours i totally get that and yeah. the power of rephrasing or reframing um again there we go you call it what you will um yeah. case in point yeah. is a very very powerful narrative i think I, I was talking a lot recently about labels um to to people about this and how we're determined like when i go to a networking event it's like you start with hi i'm ashley and i am insert job title yeah and it's so bloody limiting it's like i'm so much more than a job title and i don't even actually know what my job i haven't even made up my mind what my job title is yet i really don't i really don't know what my i've, what, I've got what free i've got free for myself <laughs> you know, so you know i know because you do different things you know yeah. like there's there's the coaching aspect there's the the motivational side there's the nlp stuff there's so much stuff there and for me just to condense that down into a word mm -hmm. is just very limiting in itself yeah and but again i think that's just the world that's certainly the narrative around the world that that, mm -hmm. that you know you've got to fit into some bloody box now yeah. here's the thing and this is the thing that and i put this out on my post today don't fit fit into your own bloody box yeah don't, not someone else's create, create your, your own, own box. box yeah you know yeah, instead of fitting into some other ones you know it's it's so limiting isn't it yeah yeah 100 100 percent. it's just it is all about you i mean stereotypes are true to a point like and these generalized statements they all have some truth in them but there's like nearly 8 billion of us in this world. Mm. <laughs> it's definitely not applicable to most people. When you look at the general statistic, there's normally about 10,000 max people who have been part of this study. Like, yeah. 
that is really yeah it's not reflective of this whole massive um population so while we can take some truth away from it you've got to understand that you've got to be um understanding that there is going to be some truth but it doesn't define who you are only you define who you are um so yeah it's up to you what whatever you want to sort of be known for maybe you said this to me when we first ever had a call which was like a year ago i think we had our first call um and you said like about the deaf meditation yeah and um like this is what i do now when i try to like i'm try to get in that zone where i'm like what do I actually want to be known for? What message do I actually want to put out there? What message do I want people to come away with? Do I want people to come away with a message that you can build a business overnight? No, I don't, because it's bullshit. So it's really about... But for some people who have had that really fast growth, they would be completely opposite. And we're all subjective. Priorities, middle line, everyone's different. Bing, bang, bosh. You're done. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Bing, bang, bosh, indeed. <laughs> Love that. Oh, amazing. I haven't heard Bing, bang, bosh for ages. That's brilliant. The, but it's so bloody true. It's so true. It's it's all very subjective. The yeah. Our experiences, how we interpret things, our perspectives, it's all, all, all subjective. And yeah. like you mentioned earlier on, we've talked about the our learned experience and not necessarily even our learned experience. Sometimes it's generational. That stuff that you carry around and you don't even know it because it's so lodged somewhere in the back of your noggin and, and it's doing all sorts of bloody damage or at least in its mind, it's not, it's keeping you safe. Yes. Um, It's so empowering when you do actually get communication and some sort of stuff going going with that and actually think okay what is it that i want and and i think again for for a lot of people a lot of people get acted upon as as opposed to acting on one of the frustrating things that, that i often see in this country and and i seriously have a word with myself when i get into that is when i see people like oh well you know oh life's crap life's awful you know the government this the government that it's like well what are you going to do about it mm. you know well i can't do anything i'm just one person and that moment i hear just i mean literally i've got got my horns come out of my head you know and i start charging them down it's like <laughs> just how does just even come into that i mean that is yeah. literally if ever there was a word that encapsulates that a word that really limits you and t- makes you small it's just I am just insert whatever after yeah. that. I am just a VA. I am just a coach. I am just a mom. Yeah. Yeah. No. I am just another person of this. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. But coming to one of the things that, that I know you are and uh, with, that you put out on your, on your marketing is the caravan mom. Yeah, I love that. I had to take that on, didn't I? Like, how can I live in a caravan, be a mom, and not be the caravan mom? (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's a big part of your journey. And I think as well, it's the stories, isn't it? I think people are getting more and more and more connected to what is a brand, you know, like 
we could talk the business superficial stuff so the branding the personal branding yada 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 but people want to know what is the story behind that what is the story behind that and for you guys you did talk about that earlier on that you and, and your other half mark decided right enough of this bollocks and you up sticks and yeah. you got the caravan and off you went yeah so and, and I'm seeing lots of other people doing that at the moment as well. You're seeing lots of other business owners, families investing in camper vans, caravans and other things. So what, what, what do you think is inspiring this move for so many people? I think there's so much, there's so much. Because when we left originally, we, like I've been on caravan holidays. That was my childhood. Mark. Yeah. I had never been on a caravan, so he just sort of had to go along with it. Because <laughs> I was like, we're getting a caravan. <laughs> we got it for holidays, but then it was just after COVID hit. We were in lockdown number two, um, and we still hadn't gone away. And then it was lockdown number three. And things in the lockdown, I know COVID was bad for a lot of people. It, they look at it as a very negative thing. For me, COVID was just my life-changing moment. Um, like so much happened and it opened my eyes to what was sort of really going on around me and the big thing for me was just before so the house was up for sale that's when we we were like oh god we're going like I just want to get out of Coventry we knew we wanted to move out of Coventry um, and live somewhere else anyway we just didn't know where and I just had Ivy. The house was up for sale. It was taking ages to sell, but that's because we just overpriced it because we were like, look, all the houses are selling for so much money. Let's just get as much money as we can. We shouldn't have done that. Like, ugh. it literally goes against <laughs> every premise I've got in my body. Um, but it's only on hind in hindsight where you go, oh, chasing money is so easy to do um, yeah. sometimes. So you've got, that's bringing yourself back down. But I went out. I just had Ivy. I took her for a walk. And luckily, it began tipping it down, and I didn't have the rain. Um, the rain, what's it called here? I should know this. I have three kids. The rain what? thing. The rain thing. <laughs> so I had to put my coat over. It was fine. It was the middle of the summer, so I was like, it's quite warm, even though it's tipping it down with rain. Um, and then I walked up the alley. So this alley was recent. I'd been applying for jack to go to school as well he was of that school age didn't want him to go but everyone in my family was like how are you going to home school with three kids like they're all going to need different things you can't do it so mm -hmm. i was like oh. i literally i put in his school application i was crying my eyes out really didn't want to do it um but i was just i felt like i needed to like he wouldn't get what he needed from being with us um and i was walking up the alley that we would have to bring him home from school and there was a girl who was about the same age as me. I was 24 at that time, um, who was standing with her back, like to me, she turned around as I walked up closer to her. With her back, she put a hoodie up and she was taking drugs. And I was like, mm -hmm. shit, do I really want this? Like, do I want mm -hmm. this for my kids to see? Do I want to be around this? The floor was littered in glass, just shit everywhere. You know, I don't know what they actually called, but them little cylinder no, things. The cylinder um, things, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they are, but Mark told me that they that kids have them, and then it's like getting high but not getting high. Yeah, I'm not sure. Nitrous oxide, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And I was like, that's it. That was my tipping point when I was like, we are going. And I genuinely believe people that that is happening more and more and it will just continue growing in cities. And the reason I think it's growing is because peer pressure, people don't know themselves. They're doing the same old shit because they feel they have to do it. And those people who are escaping are coming away from that going, no, 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 I'm my own person. I have my own mind. And they're getting into this good mentality um, where they're starting to understand more. Like we know the education system is failing our kids. Like the NHS, as much as I'm like, it's an, an amazing service, it is failing. And I don't think it's all down to government cuts. I genuinely mm-hmm. think that there are people who are within that who don't want to be working for the NHS. There's been a big thing happen now because a woman who's on TikTok, who is really, really well loved, has just died because the NHS failed her. Um, and it's so obvious as well when you watch her TikTok videos. I mean, it's so sad because the woman is literally the same age as me. Um, And privatisation, I mean, we all know that politically the Conservatives are more towards privatisation. The mere fact the population is growing at such um, an exponential, I think is the right word. Exponential, um, yeah. Right? And, oh, it's just a bit like you have got to now Minimum wage isn't reflective of what it is to buy a fucking food shop and what it is to just live a comfortable life. Totally that. And I think people are are waking up to it. And that's why they're like, I've got to get myself out of this now. I've got to start running my own train because I don't think there has ever been a time quite like it is right now. Yeah, it's definitely, I think, again, it's one of those tipping points. Yeah. Um. I don't think we're quite there yet, but it's it, it's not far off. Yeah. The because ultimately, and I know you've talked a lot about this in in the uh, in your content, the the capitalist method of growth as it stands mm-hmm. is out of control. Yeah. Completely out of control. This obsession for more, 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 more growth, 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 growth is the byproducts of that are without any doubt climate change depression adhd yeah all of this stuff you can definitely scientifically attribute to the changes in our society over the, the last few years the way that technology is being used as well i think plays a massive role there um certainly the fact that these systems of the technology are based on the capitalist growth model so that the way that they're used are to try and get you to spend more time there so yes. that you see more ads yeah i think people lose lose sight of themselves i mean like there's a guy that i've been following for quite a while a guy called Johan hari um he's a writer stroke journalist he wrote a book called lost connections which i seem to be talking about in virtually every episode at the moment <laughs> uh, but it was that powerful and he's attributed a lot of this to a lack of a connection yeah. meaning purpose yeah and yeah. it's yeah i completely completely agree with you i think this is the this is the the thing for me because as a business owner you have to 
like wholeheartedly say I'm a capitalist I want to make profit I want to make money for my own gain mm-hmm but you've also got to understand as well that you are doing it because there is a, a oh my god I hate the saying but I'm going to say it for the greater good I absolutely hate that saying by the way so please take it with a pinch of salt nothing is just evil um, a higher purpose <laughs> yeah essentially because you you are wanting to help you're wanting to give something and that's why money and mission are so important mission mm-hmm. overrides money 51 49%. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that split again. But like like you say like in capitalism, yes, there are the greedy evil ones who are just not necessarily conscious um of what's going on, but there is also the point where we need to go and I think people need to understand this more is they need to take responsibility for their actions. If you are complaining about the capitalist regime, but feeding into it because you're buying stuff on Amazon Prime, um, because you want that instant gratification, you're going out to McDonald's every weekend. Like things like that. Yes, although I'm, I'm not saying that these brands in particular are the bad ones, but you're feeding that capitalist machine. Yeah. So we need to, at the same time, yes, there is an element of blame to go on there. We also need to take responsibility ourselves as well and just yeah, say well maybe i'll i'll wait a week then if i really need to get this pair of shoes so it's a bit like me like you know my tv is broken i haven't rushed out to buy a new one yep i've taken actually a, a different sort of message from that and this is something else that i say there's always a rational and an unexplainable um reason to everything that we do and so the rational for that would be my TV is broken because like that just happens in tech, like the backlight's gone, got no control over that. But the unexplainable reason to me is like, well, that gives me the kick up the arse. It's saying, do it, like put your whole heart into it for these next few weeks. And then if you really want, go out and buy a new telly. Like, <laughs> but it's about that sort of instant gratification. Most of us would go, my telly's broken. I need to go out tomorrow. Even if I've got no money, I'm going to get it on credit. We have to then say, let's just rein it in a bit, right? A TV yeah. is essentially a privilege. Yeah. Like, um, people don't like hearing that and they don't like saying it because they it f- we feel entitled to have everything when we're in such a sort of pressurised environment. Um, so, yeah, we need to work on that and go, right, so I need to take, a- take note of what I'm doing as well. That's the yeah. only way it's going to work. We work in tangent. Massively. Massively. It's... And it's all about taking responsibility, isn't it? Yeah. When you're externalizing everything, it's never going to be your fault. And that totally negates your responsibility to yourself and your actions. You know, it's yeah. it's like I, I often hear people complaining about how the high street has died in the UK. And I'm like, well, stop buying online. Yes. Because like you yeah. said earlier on, it leans into the market. Mm-hmm. People will do actions based on the market. So if everybody's buying online, then yeah. everybody's going to sell their products online because there's no money in the. Exactly. So, you yeah. know, I always, I always say whenever I hear anybody that complains about the high street, I say, well, stop buying online then. Mm-hmm. And well, well, there's nothing on the high street to buy. And I said, well, if nobody's buying online, the high street, the, the, they'll come back to the high street. It's not the end of the world. You know, it's not like set in stone that people won't go back to the high street. They will. Yeah. If there Just is right there, now, it yeah. doesn't pay. 
it doesn't yeah. pay to be there and and the whole system's against it mm-hmm. so so i definitely agree with you that again it's that taking responsibility and again that's a mindset thing that yeah some people have, are open to some people at the moment they're not ready to and yeah. and and that's where i think the tipping point will take place with everything when you get to that 51 percent of people yeah. having this awareness Yes, and the other forty nine will just will, will come along for the ride, and and it's happening, it's happening. It already is. You can see yeah. it with the heart led yeah. businesses, um, sustainability practices, people just turning their backs on the whole traditional corporate way of doing things. You can see it. The strikes in this country, um you just see it so on that note we could get on soapboxes so um i'm gonna kind of start winding things up right now so we'll wind up we'll wind our necks back in to start we can, with we can never have a conversation that doesn't last for hours this is true it's impossible 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 but my my stomach's starting to intervene so it's going we're going to move swiftly towards the end so if anybody wants to get in touch with you to learn more about virtually anywhere and surfaces you provide how can they do that how can they get in touch with you so connect with me on linkedin um even if you have any questions about what i've said like in this uh, chat with you like if they want to explore more about what I'm saying, drop me a message on LinkedIn. Um, you'll find everything on there. I, I mean, I could give you my website and my email address now, but just go onto my LinkedIn and you'll find it there. So. <laughs> Boom. Just like that. Get, yeah. to link, get to LinkedIn, people. That's it. That's it. And, just LinkedIn. And the good news is, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the links to connect with Katie will be in the description with this episode so just like that we're we're dealing with a professional operation here katie i tell you (laughs) much more organized than i feel like i am (laughs) (laughs) don't worry don't worry once once this podcast finishes the chaos will resume so before we ride off into the sunset of this episode i have one final question to ask you that i always ask uh visitors to the show and that is what is your espresso shot of confidence for our awesome listeners so i actually think courage comes first courage is the creator of confidence i think people just go i want confidence how do i get confident you have to do to get confident and to do you have to have courage to do (laughs) um but when it comes to that it's just for me personally it's about taking baby steps And it's about actually accepting that reassurance. I will say this to anyone. I am normally quite a lone wolf. I'm like, I want to do something myself. Mm -hmm. But asking for help is literally the bravest thing that anybody can do. Um, Whether that comes in. So uh, this is a little bit off business topic. But like my swimming, I I couldn't swim. People won't know this, but I couldn't swim. Um, I didn't like going in the deep end. Couldn't jump into water. I couldn't go into water. I bought goggles. I bought a nose clip. I don't have armbands, but that would that would go with the look, wouldn't it? <laughs> but using those baby steps and that reassurance, I am now able to swim 20 lengths I did the other day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, go in the deep end, 
tread water for over a minute. I could not tread water. I just panicked. I went into this massive big frenzy every time my feet couldn't touch the floor. So I wouldn't say, yes, I'm completely confident now. Like I wouldn't want to go and jump into the middle of the Atlantic. Um, but what I'm saying is if I had to, I could. Um, I will keep progressing, keep trying. It will get to a point when I'm going into open water and that confidence will come with the courage that I show. Love that. So yeah, just be courageous yeah. and just take it slow. Take it slow. We've got a massive thing about putting too much pressure on ourselves. So I love that. Definitely. That courage to take that first step and that courage to believe in yourself and your ability to take that first step Yes, as well. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's there, you know, part, it's everywhere. And then the courage to keep taking yeah. them. And cheerleading yourself as well. Look at the progression that you've made as well. And don't be afraid, like in the pool, I am constantly going, come on, come on. And people probably think I'm absolutely fucking mental. But you know what? It pushes me to keep on going. Nobody is going to be there to do it for you, especially when it's your own business. You've got to become your own cheerleader. So Absolutely. Yeah. Boom. That's it. I'm Booyah. done. Love that. She's done. She's done. <laughs> I'm we, finished been... talking. Oh, my life. We've been trying to finish this episode for the last 20 minutes. Oh, but what 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 awesome what awesome oh. stuff what awesome stuff! So thank you so much for uh, for sharing that, and thank you very much oh. for for coming on the show, Katie. It's been awesome. No, been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and thank you to you, our awesome listeners, wherever you are in the universe. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening and watching this to get notifications of when the next episode drops. And all that is left to say at this stage is, as always, don't forget to be awesome.